You're listening to the O'Reilly Radar Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Webb. This week, I had the opportunity to sit down with Robert Bruner, founder of the Ammunition Design Studio. Robert talked about how design can help mitigate IoT pitfalls, what drove him to found ammunition, and why he's fascinated with design's role in the movement toward automation. Enjoy the show. What are some of the pitfalls you're seeing in the Internet of Things, and how can design help mitigate those? Well, well, one of the biggest pitfalls I've seen in in how companies are approaching Internet of Things, especially in the consumer market, is is not really literally paying attention to people, you know, really, and how people understand products and how they interact with them and what they mean to them. Especially, you know, in in many times we're going back and taking well-established things, right, whether it's your toaster, your microwave, whatever, and, and rethinking it, right, and bringing new functionality. But um, but there's this sort of ignorance or lack of respect for how people feel about those things and how, what place they hold in their lives. And, and one of the biggest challenges I, I see, ironically, is usefulness, right? That there's so much um, a rush of application of technology to, to consumer products in this space. Some of the questions of, do I really need this? <laughs> you know, is it, uh, is it something that'll you know, have value in my life and so forth, don't get asked, right? They just assume that um, a connected can opener is exciting and makes sense, right? But it, it, people really need that now. So I think that's one of the, the pitfalls is there's so much excitement with the design and development community on, on what the Internet of Things can bring. And there's so much capital out there. It's sort of, it's a free-for-all, right? And then I think what needs to happen is, is a little bit of um, focus and editing and, and, and thinking about Okay, what you know? If you want to be successful, anyway, what what does it really mean to people, and how will it fit into their lives? Right, and so it's it's kind of like the importance of looking at user behavior and user experience, and and figuring out a problem that you're actually solving. Yeah, and I always say you know a couple of things. I mean, one, make it a better thing, right? not just different, not just connected, but actually bring something that makes it better. Um, don't ignore people's understanding of existing products, right? That you know, if you, if you com- decide to completely reshape something in a completely different way, um, you're, you're, you're risking adoption because people uh, if you're, people understand what a tea kettle is and what it looks like and what it should do. If you all of a sudden completely reorient that, you're, you're actually limiting adoption because of that. And, and you can still do amazing design, but it's really you know understanding the framework of how people feel about the things in their lives. Right. And this might be a, a related question, but what drove you to found the ammunition group? <laughs> um, it was really this notion about products and what makes an amazing product. And, and through my, my history of, um, I started a design company, then I went to Apple um, and ran, developed a design department around it there. Then I went to Pentagram, which is a very broad-based design firm, which working on all kinds of things, and began to see that um, a great product was more than just the object, right? It, it was, you know, this, this broader experience and understanding of what it is and what it does in people's lives and what it means to them. And, and that's experience not just through the thing, but how they learn about it, um, what happens, how they buy it, what happens when they open up the box, what happens when they use the product, what happens when the product breaks, you know, all these things add up to how you feel about it and ultimately how you relate to a company. And so that was the foundation of the company, and that's the team that we've built. Is run, we're, we're very product-focused, but a very multidisciplinary team looking at all these different aspects of what makes a great product experience. And you've been doing this for a good number of years, I think. I heard <laughs> More than I'd like to admit. Or so, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'm curious to know, what's been the most interesting project you've worked on from your perspective? That's always a hard question because you know you, you do a lot of things, and there there's sort of longtime favorites, and then the, but it's usually... 
you know, when I, I choose the things that are more recent and um, a couple come to mind. One is we, we recently launched a product with Adobe, um, which, which is a, a, a connected drawing device. Um, and really the, the, the impetus was to turn the iPad into a true creative tool. And so we, we developed a new, basically a digital stylus and ruler um, called um, uh, Adobe Ink and Slide. And what they actually do is make drawing on the iPad professional, effective, creative, and through, through the physical design of the pen and how it interacts with the software. And this, this recognition that design, drawing is a two-handed thing, right? So using a ruler and so forth. And, and, and so it actually was a really very close to home because you know, I'm a designer and an artist, right? Um, the second one, very recently, we just launched is the June Oven. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it, for us, it was a very interesting project and a very challenging project. And kind of to the things I was talking about in the previous question of sort of showing some discipline about what people know about an oven and understand it, but bringing this new capability that, that allows a much better result in cooking, you know, and allows people to really take some of the weight of figuring out what's going on with the food off their hands and really allow them to be a better cook and spend more time on other aspects of the meal, not figuring out, you know, what's going on inside my chicken right now. Right. And so, so I, and, and that whole process of developing that product and working it out, and, and it's, a, it's, it's a very, what's really cool about it, it's actually an extremely powerful computer. In, in, in your oven, right? That, that's doing all this work for you. And, and it, it visually recognizes the food and understands what it is. And as more users cook, that library grows. And so it's, it's a really interesting project. I really enjoyed it. So uh, talk a little bit more about how that works. I'm a foodie, so I'm a little <laughs> bit interested in this oven. So you said that the more things that people cook, the more the oven knows. So it's connected to other users? Well, it's, yeah, it's a connected oven, right? Well, and, right. And it has its own database it ships with, or as part of it, it has access to that understands what steak looks like and what asparagus looks like and what a chicken looks like. And so as you put the food in there, it instantly knows what it is and starts helping you cook it. Um, but there, you know, as people do more, they're all connected and that, and that data goes in and more foods are cooked in and more meals are prepared, it, it expands that database. Nice. So it's sort of a crowdsourcing of, yeah. of food. And, and so as time goes on and more people use it, the better it'll get. Oh, that's interesting. I yeah. can't wait to see it. <laughs> um, so it's beautiful. It's a beautiful one. <laughs> well, shifting gears just a little bit, in a recent talk, you noted that you don't own your brand. Can you talk a little bit about what you mean by that? Yeah, sure. It's it's interesting. The idea of a brand is a widely misunderstood thing, right? Most people think when they say brand, they think of the physical assets, you know, the identity or um, the um, the advertising or even the product or retail experience or packaging. Those are all things that are a brand, right? No, that's not true. A, a brand is really very simply a gut feeling, hmm. a gut feeling you have about a company and their things and their products and services. And I always say when two people have the same gut feeling, you have a brand, right? But the interesting thing about that is you can't control that. You can't make people think or feel something. You right. can only influence it. So that's when I say when you don't own your own brand, you have to understand that your audience owns it in their own hearts and you have to do everything you can to authentically communicate about what that is and get them to understand and make that connection. That's how you that's how you build a really solid brand, not just by doing cool assets and sticking them out there and see what's going to happen. People are a lot smarter than that and they will build they'll build a relationship with you, good or bad. Hmm, interesting. And so shifting to a little more broad of a question, 
How do you define design? And are you finding that definition changing with these shifts in technology that we're experiencing? Um, second answer, yes and no. First answer, um, and I'll come back to that, obviously. Um, you know, ultimately, I, design, I, I define design as the purposeful creation of things, right? So, um, I, and that's what the interesting thing for me is whether you're a designer or not, whether you're doing good design or not, you're designing, right? When you're going out and creating a product or launching a service or anything you, you put to the outside world, right? You've designed it, right? So the important thing then is purposeful, right? right. And understanding what you, how you do it and what makes sense and what's the best thing to do and what's going to reach your goals and all those things, right? So, um, so that, that's for me what, what design is about. And, and when um, today, you know, the, 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 the challenges are timeless, right? Of, of, of when you're developing new things for, for people, and it doesn't matter whether it's now or 50 years ago, it's sort of when you're bringing something new into the world, really developing it, defining it, figuring out the right thing to do, making it not only um, usable, but useful and, and even better desirable, you know, all those things are, are real common challenges. I think today, the good news is, um, the business world at large, and especially the technology business, has come to the understanding that design is really important. Right? That that while the underlying technology, you know, enables, but it's really design that establish it in people's lives. So you really have to treat design as important as, as software and hardware and all the other pieces that people, you know, have invested in for years. And so now they're investing in design. But there's still a lot of misunderstanding, misconception about design, and 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 that the biggest problem is that still a majority of companies and people think of design as a simple step in the process like requirements in design out and really if you're if you're a design driven company it's design is always the topic of conversation no matter where you are in inception um, developing a marketing plan developing engineering manufacturing the idea of what what you're putting out there to people right and, and what kind of experiences it is should be a conversation and, and all the way through and there's a really small number of companies that get that you know everyone points to apple as being one but but so that's the still thing a common thing i recommend i run into is that you know sort of really not understanding that this sort of broader idea of design and how is it, how important it is to your company and it should always be something you're considering mm -hmm. and so you wouldn't say then that the the times that we're in are making design maybe more difficult it's the, the difficulty is the same well, regardless? It, well, if I look back on my 30 years, right, that, that, that there's always challenges along the way. I think, you know, one of the biggest challenges today is the pace of things. You know, we have, um, we've spent a lot, an enormous amount of energy and time on development and manufacturing and all the aspects of bringing something to market to the point where that's accelerated. And so there's this ex expectation that the design process should accelerate along with it. And, and while we do have a lot of tools that make certain aspects move quickly, it's really important to take the time to understand something, to think about it, to develop and test, and then develop and test again, and, and you know, and move through, you know, a very good rigid process of design but there's a lot of pressure to like oh no we want that done in two weeks right because right. every this part's in two weeks so you got it two weeks and and that that what that leads to is you do the same thing you did last time because you don't have the ability to take risks and experiment right so. and kind of related to that how would you define or what does the term internet of things mean <laughs> to you and what do you see as the most important or consequential parts of, of that technology well to me as a designer it's it's about this um this ability for things um to communicate right so if you and and and, and determining what you do with that so as we're embedding um 
connected technologies that allow all kinds of things to communicate with each other and with, with, with central data points, um, it starts allowing us to reshape what they do, right? And then that's, um, that's the sort of crazy thing right now. I, I call it the redesign of everyday things, what I talked about, because we're sort of all of a sudden looking at all these things we thought were done, right? I mean, I've actually had proposals for smart knives and forks, right, that come our way. And so people are looking at all these things and how can we embed technology some not good, but um, and 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 make them smarter. So you've got this this really interesting platform of you hanging things off a network, having it gather data, analyze it, um, bring it back into functionality, and and really create new things. And 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 that's that's super exciting. And and that's to me, you know, what what's going on is this sort of ability to make almost anything more intelligent, more connected, and more useful. And but that there's still you know, it takes a lot of design and a lot of discipline and a lot of thinking and testing and prototyping to do that successfully. Right. And so for my final question, something very broad, what people and or projects are you following? What are you finding personally exciting? You know, I, right now I'm really fascinated with automation and, and, and in, in two ways, one in an inspiring way and also a kind of nervous, worried kind of way, right? So we're talking about, you know, self-driving cars and there's personal robotics and we're getting involved in some things there. And on one hand, you can see this, you know, incredible opportunity. But on the other hand, you sort of, you, you start this sort of fear of how much are we turning over to the machine and, and how confident are we in the machine? And so I'm really fascinated by it. I, I had this, well, one day I was reading my news in the morning and there was two stories. One was um, Elon Musk saying, um, in the future, there'll be no self-driven cars. And then the other was um, Amazon getting FAA approval for drone delivery. And, and I thought, oh, you know, it's like that a very short while ago was an entirely science fiction scenario, right? And and it and on one hand it sounds amazing, but you know I all of a sudden envision myself getting out and getting in a self-driving car while drones are driving by with packages outside, and, and that that's really cool. But I, I don't know if we're thinking it through well yet. So so that that's that's really fascinating to me and some of the work that we're doing, but just in general of, of, of understanding and understanding how design plays in this movement towards towards automation. Interesting. Thank you very much for talking with me today. No, oh, my pleasure. You can reach Robert through his Twitter handle, at rdbruner. Thank you for joining us. If you like the show, remember to subscribe through Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, or SoundCloud so you never miss an episode. Mm-hmm.